Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Good afternoon and welcome to our Tuesday lunchtime talk. Uh, my name is Tansy Curtin. I'm the new curator of International Art Pre-1980 and I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, before we begin, I would first like to acknowledge that we are meeting today on Ghana land and I would particularly like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging for sharing this land. Today I'm going to talk to you about a new work which uh, you won't have seen yet but you'll be able to come and see very soon when the gallery opens. Uh, it's a wonderful work that's on loan to us for the next 10 years. It's a work by um, John Russell or John Peter Russell as he's also known uh, and it comes from a private collection in Victoria and uh, we're very very lucky to have it here and it's a beautiful work and I can't wait to share it with you. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of a background about John Russell and then talk about the work itself um, because you'll get to see it in person very soon and that's why we're here. So some of you will know the work of John Russell. Uh, he's now starting to become much more well known. He's an Australian artist and I should say he's considered an Australian artist but the work's actually on display in Gallery 15 in the Melrose Wing and I'm talking to you about it as the international curator. So we'll talk a little bit more about why I'm talking to you about it a little bit later in the talk. John Russell was born in Sydney in 1858. He was um, the son of an engineer, didn't have a huge amount of sort of artistic background or training. And we don't really know a huge amount about his early life, but we do know that he was very interested in arts and culture, although he was thought to be following in the footsteps of his father and going down the, the sort of the road of becoming an engineer. But in 1879, his father died quite unexpectedly, leaving Russell without any familial responsibilities, but also independently wealthy. And that dramatically changed his life. That lead, led him on a completely different course of action for his life. Uh, he decided to travel overseas and that was the first time that he went to Europe to, to experience the artistic culture. And just as a little aside, of course, those of you that are interested in Australian art history know all about the sort of expatriate phenomenon of the late 19th, early 20th century. So many Australian artists were um, leaving Australia, travelling to Paris and London and Germany as well, and studying and being part of that incredible artistic milieu at the time. And of course, for John Russell, that was something that was extremely appealing for him as well. So he travelled to London and then eventually to Paris as well. And we know at this time, of course, Paris was the centre of the artistic movement. People just flocked to Paris. There was a huge artistic community. And of course, that was where the avant-garde was really occurring at the time. And he really fitted into that sort of experience of Paris. Uh, he found himself a home and studio in uh, Montmartre, which of course, again, very much part of that wonderful artistic milieu of the time. Think of Le Chat Noir, uh, Le Moudin Rouge, all of those wonderful sort of slightly uh, edgy places in Paris at the time. Now, unlike so many of the other Australian artists, he actually went to a different art school when he was in Paris. A lot of Australians went to Colorossi's and all of those other sort of, I suppose, art schools that are really aimed at the expatriate experience. Russell actually decided to go to a school that was really much more aimed at the French artists. He went to a school called Cormons and that's where he met the incredibly famous artist, Vincent van Gogh. And of course, that was a very much a life-changing experience for both of them. They became very close friends. And in fact, there's a wonderful portrait of Van Gogh in the Van Gogh Museum 
done by John Russell. And it's said that Van Gogh said it was his favourite version of himself. So that's a pretty lovely story to think about as well. And that's just the beginning of some of these incredible relationships that Russell really founded um, in his artistic career. Uh, he stayed in Paris for some time. But interestingly, this, this is a time in Paris, we're talking the late 19th century, Paris was changing quite dramatically. The Paris we know and love today is the Paris that was really built up after that time with those incredible wide boulevards, that very sort of modern urban city. And some artists didn't really like that experience. They wanted the openness of the landscape, of the environment, of painting on plein air. Of course, the Impressionists developed this, this way of painting out in the landscape, of capturing light and mood and colour and texture. And that was harder in that sort of urbanising city. So like so many artists, Russell sought to um, really escape the city and uh, experience the French countryside. A lot of artists went to those wonderful established artistic communities such as Etape and a lot of Australian artists went to places like Etape. They also went to places like Fontainebleau and other places like that. But Russell wasn't interested necessarily in, in being part of that sort of artistic community. He really wanted to engage with the landscape. And he found this wonderful place, it was called Belle-Île-en-Mer and it's in the Bay of Biscay off the western coast of France. And he found this place, it's a little island, and he absolutely loved it. And he went with, as she was known then, his mistress, Mariana. Of course, we today would call it a de facto relationship because they were together for a very long time and eventually were married. They absolutely loved going to this place, Belle-Île, and it was there that Russell met, of course, the most famous of all the Impressionists, Claude Monet. And Monet was actually going to Belle-Île for just a two-week holiday. And they met each other on these rugged cliffs. It sounds very romantic, and I think that's what makes it such a great story. They met on these rugged cliffs they were painting, and they became very, very fast friends. And it said that Monet dined with the Russells almost every night. He ended up extending his stay to two months, and they became very, very close friends. And it sounds like a beginning of such a wonderful friendship. Then uh, the Russells returned to Paris for some time. Russell was exhibiting a little bit, not a huge amount. He was never selling his work, and I think that's important to note. As I said before, he was independently wealthy, so perhaps for him there wasn't that need to sell the work in the way that uh, many other artists needed to support themselves. But he wasn't happy returning to Paris, and he and Mariana decide to leave Paris permanently and, and buy property on Belle-Ile. Just prior to leaving Paris, they were married. I think it was, it's been said that uh, they, you know, they had to fit in with conservative society on Belle-Ile, so they thought it better to, to stick with society's rules and get married. And to sort of commemorate that moment, Russell actually commissioned a portrait bust from one of the most famous sculptors of the time. Who would that be? That would be Rodin, of course. So Russell started a friendship with Rodin as well. And Rodin at the time was incredibly popular. He was asked, being asked for commissions all the time and was generally saying no to private commissions. But something about Mariana, he was just enamoured with her beauty and he created this incredible portrait bust of her. And what's lovely, of course, is we've actually got this beautiful painting of Russell's here with two incredible Ronan sculptures just adjacent. So it really gives you this wonderful sort of context to put Russell's work in. And Russell and Rodin 
remained great friends throughout their artistic careers. There's lots of wonderful correspondence between the two of them and they were great friends throughout that time. So you can see this kind of amazing artistic community that Russell surrounded himself with, not necessarily physically, but this sort of cohort of, of intellectual artists that he was writing to constantly and they were writing back. And it makes for such a wonderful sort of story. So he spent, uh, you know, the remainder of his life in France, in, on Belle-Ile. He and Mariana made it a beautiful life for themselves. And this painting here, uh, which we can see is called Fishing Boats Gulfar, is a beautiful work created during his time in Belle-Ile. About 1900 it was painted. Now, Russell's early work, and this is something that sort of comes back to that meeting with Monet, his early work was much more tonal, sort of much more... I guess, soft tonal qualities, very elegant, perhaps more like the earlier Impressionist work. Adjacent to this Russell, you'll see Camille Pissarro and Lucien Pissarro, and you'll see some of that more tonal quality in the Impressionist work. And I think that's really how Russell started a lot of his work. But upon meeting Monet, he started to see colour and texture in quite a different way. And you'll see in this beautiful um, portraits of the boats, this wonderful exploration of jewel-like colours. The boat sails, of course, those wonderful French red sails that we know towards the end of the 19th century. The, the cliff face is not brown. It's pink, it's orange, it's green. It's, it's a glorious exploration of colour. And, of course, the Impressionist application of paint for the reflection on the water. You can really see the influence of, of Claude Monet in that work. But it's extremely joyful as well. I mean, there's that, that pure joy in experiencing the landscape. And I think that's what resonates so strongly with us about the Impressionist work, is that wonderful experience of feeling the artistic joy, the passion of that artist in creating the work. And that's why I think it really appeals to us when we see these works. Now, sadly, Marianne died uh, in her 40s. Mariana, I should say, died in her 40s. And Russell was absolutely devastated by her loss. Um, they'd had, I think, nine children together. And they, they lived a wonderful life on Belle-Ile. Eventually, he came back to Australia and settled in Australia for the last few years of his life and died in Sydney in 1931. Now, of course, in a way, that's sort of the end of that part of the story... And for us, for a long time, it was the end of the story because we forgot about him for a very, very long time. And it's really only been in the last 10 years that Australian art world has started paying attention to John Russell again and started saying, hey, we produced this incredible Australian Impressionist. And there have been quite a number of amazing exhibitions over the last 10 years looking at the idea of Impressionism in Australia. And I think, you know, really John Russell's work epitomises the influence of the French artists on Australia, but also the way that he's not really an Australian artist per se. He's an international artist. He's working within an international context. And that's why the work is on display here in Melrose, because we're talking about the way that Australian artists were working within that much broader context. And, and like I said, during his lifetime, Russell didn't feel the need to sell work. Uh, he was independently wealthy. And, and it takes a lot of confidence as an artist to display your work to put your work in salons and to sell your work as well. And for a long time, I don't think Russell had that confidence. Building those friendships with people like Monet and Rodin uh, really helped that confidence. 
but he still didn't need necessarily to sell his work. So much of his work remained in his family collection and, and was inherited by his children upon his death. Interestingly enough, when I was doing research into this work, I discovered that the Art Gallery of South Australia was actually probably one of the first museums to purchase, well, Australian museums, to purchase one of his works. When we purchased a work in 1939, a drawing for the collection, which was a portrait of Mariana's mother, uh, Giuseppe Matiocco. And so that's quite interesting to think about. You know, 1939, no one was collecting in his lifetime. It wasn't till after he died they started collecting. And really, AGSA was up there buying before others were in that mode of collecting his work. Of course, now he's very highly regarded and a lot of his works aren't in necessarily in public collections because they were snapped up by the private sector before they were purchased for public collections, which is what makes it so special to have this beautiful work here on display in Melrose. Uh, obviously, we, we do have some incredible works in um, AXA's collection and some of them are on display in Elder as well. But it's really, I think, important to look at artists like John Russell artists like um, some of our other incredible um, expatriate artists like Bessie Davidson, um, like Margaret Preston and actually look at them in that bigger context as well to think about their work within a world context and to look at the way that these artists were pushing the boundaries of art in a worldwide context not simply within a sort of Australian context and so it's, it's actually really lovely to see Russell's work displayed alongside Pissarro both Lucien and Camille Pissarro's work and to see the way that he was working within that framework of Impressionism but actually pushing the boundaries of that as well and really focusing on colour and light and that sort of bright almost lurid application of colour that we see in his work which sort of takes it beyond um, some of those other Impressionist painters of the time. So I think it's well justified that it's taken us a long time but we have rediscovered John Russell's work and it is wonderful to be able to share this painting with you which comes from the collection of Jeff and Jen and Joel Brown and we're lucky enough to have this with us for the next 10 years so I hope you'll come in and view it really soon when we can open our doors again.